I was thinking against Seymour yesterday, um, and in a couple of the games, you know, it's a close game, and I got the bottom of the quarter coming up. Like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, my bottom of the order scores all the time. You know, and I and I can imagine as an opposing coach, you're like, it's a seventh batter, it's Cassidy Doran. Like, she just jacked it over the fence. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Inside the Circle, your weekly dose of high school softball in Connecticut, and we have reached the end of the regular season. I can't believe it. It's been, we've barely been, I feel like we just got started. And there's just a whole lot of stuff going on. As usual, we have the SEC making waves. We have uh, the NVL amping up. We have those tournaments coming up. We have the FCAC tournaments coming up. We have the shorelines coming down to the wire to figure that out. Uh, we have we have just a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, joining me, as always, is Will Aldham. Will, our softball writer. How you doing? Good, John. How are you? Tell me about this softball week. It's been absolutely – I mean, listen, it's just – now that we have the mask mandate basically down, everyone's getting out to games. It's great to see. I'm really happy to see it. And uh, just some uh, just some great stuff going on. I and mean, I think at the top of the show, we get to start off with what happened in the SEC. When we last left you, Cheshire, we talked to Christine Drust, the head coach. And I guess we're jinxed because as soon as we talk to her, they lose their first game of the season to Amity. Just tell us a little bit about what happened there, uh, Coming out of their win over East Haven, they go over to Amity in a pretty tough week, and they lose 4-3 to three after uh, Jillian Ciccarelli hits a three-run home run in the fourth inning, I think it was. They got held that lead 4-3 uh, and gave uh, Cheshire its first loss of the season. Uh, then, of course, they go up against East Haven, and East Haven takes them down. So the SEC is kind of just everybody being everybody last week. And uh, it's going to be a competitive tournament with those three at the top. Yeah, Cheshire obviously Cheshire is the – Defending champion from two years ago, only a four-three loss. I mean, they did uh, they did take a, a bit of a lead there against Sammy. They were up the they were up three nothing heading into the bottom of the third, and then you obviously go to the fourth where Ciccarelli hits that three-run home run. Interesting note about Jillian Ciccarelli. I went to high school with her dad. I just found that out. Brent, if you're if you're listening to me, shout out. Your daughter had an amazing game. Big, big, big upset. Uh, well, but then again, this is Amity. And as Brent knows, we all went to the school when the Amity really started amping up the softball. Uh, they've always been great. And it's nice to have her doing well. So congrats, uh, Brent. You know, amazing job by your daughter. Nice to hear. Nice to see that. I just looked that up. I'm like, Chickarelli, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I got to check this out. And I noticed that Brent had commented and she's posting all our, he's posting all of our stuff on Facebook. So uh, amazing job. And I guess he's got a son too, maybe playing baseball for the Spartans down the road. But anyway, so they, yeah, went to, it's been so long. I can't believe I, you know, yeah, 1994 graduated. Um, so, uh, you know, congrats to Amity for beating it and do giving us a little bit of a shakeup in the top 10 joining us a little bit later on the show is going to be the head coach of one of the hottest teams in the state, the undefeated Woodland Hawks. That'd be Lauren Luddy. She's been there 20 years and, you know, haven't, haven't been to a state final uh, in since 2004, which was only like the second year of varsity or third year of varsity of the program, but they are playing great. They defeated Seymour last night, again, seven to zero this time. They haven't allowed a run against Seymour and, uh, you know, just smoked them the first time with 19 strikeouts. 
And then this time just opened up the bats and it, it listen, Woodland in the Valley loves it. Softball beating Seymour twice, convincingly like that. You got something special, really tough conference in the NBL this year. They're playing Oxford today. If you're, if you're listening to this, it's probably likely they, they played that game already, but uh, they're looking to wrap up an undefeated regular season. So we'll talk to Lauren about her team this year and what an amazing job they've done. But so, Will, we got conference tournaments coming up. Let's take a look at the top 10 uh, and, you know, give us your thoughts and see what's been going on. Uh, you know, Massac at the top, still undefeated. They got a close game. Uh, Newtown took them one nothing. But, uh, you know, when you have Catherine Gallant pitching, uh, one run is all you need sometimes. So they held position at one. Waterford, they're uh, getting a bunch of games in here at the end, but uh, they keep winning. Also, you know, staying put in number two. And then St. Joseph, also still undefeated. They played a close one with Trumbull, 4-3, and a close one with Stanford, 5-3, but a win's a win. So those three at the top stay put, but uh, the middle got shaken up. Cheshire dropped after its loss to Amity from 4-6. to six. East Haven dropped from 5-7 to seven after its loss to Cheshire. And uh, then the bottom three, uh, Notre Dame, Fairfield, Woodland, and Amity, all separated by only four points in our poll, all held positioning at 8, 9, and 10. I don't know if Woodland's getting enough respect there, man. I mean, yeah, I know Valley uh, plays great softball, but those the voters seem to kind of like, yeah, you know, the, the the class M teams, come on. But uh, if you look at Woodland's score, I mean, they've you know, in the NVL, they're winning all their games, and they have all these great teams in the NVL. You have Wolkett, you have Oxford. I mean, it's been great. So, I mean, maybe they should have moved up, but, you know, nobody falls out. Interesting. Um Nobody new to really talk about here, but the, you went to see uh, a game. Finally, got got out to the shoreline, which has not been getting in a lot of love for us. So we need to get we needed to take a, uh, a look at them. Uh, you went to the shoreline yesterday. North Brantford was hot. You know they were uh, they were in, uh, they had a slow start the season, but red hot. Twelve straight games, and then you also had a, twelve straight wins, I should say. And then you had Coggin Chalk coming in, uh, coming into North Brantford. Uh, looking to make a statement of their own. What happened in that game? Yeah, it was a it was a good uh, game between two teams with pretty good win streaks. Cogginshaw had a nine-game win streak coming in, and uh, they got on the board early. They put up seven spot in the first two innings, and their uh, their pitcher, Kelly Boothroyd, held, held it down. Uh, cool little story there. Kelly and Dana Boothroyd are two-thirds of a set of triplets, and they are the pitcher – well, Kelly Boothroyd splits pitching duties every other start, but they're a pitching catching combination of essentially twin sisters. And uh, two years ago in 2019, they made it to the class S uh, championship, but uh, yeah. fell short. So they're, they've got a chip on their shoulder to get back. So, and I think we've been sleeping on them a little bit, Yeah, uh, but they showed what they can do against North Brantford. Yeah. I mean, North Brantford's always good. You know, I, I, I saw Nick, their head coach, Nick, Nick Delizio saying that you know, it's probably good for them get this one to their belts, you know, going into the shoreline conference tournament, a little bit of turmoil in the con in the shoreline conference right now, though, HK, we played uh, Cromwell, which is, was in fourth, which is in fourth place. And uh, I guess there was a little bit of a snafu in that result. Uh, Cromwell won, won nothing, but HK seems to protest a, a ruling there. Yeah. So, I mean, I was sitting around on my laptop yesterday and I see that HK loses one, nothing to Cromwell. Then a few minutes later, I start seeing they, uh, they appealed and I, apparently the appeal worked. I've, I've never uh, seen that happen, but good for them. And it looks like they're going to pick up the game in the top of the eighth, 
with a runner on first and one out on Thursday, it seems. So uh, that game is actually undecided, but uh, Cromwell and HK both at the top of the conference. So that'll be interesting to see who comes out on top there. According to Paul Augeri, who runs the Middlesex County Sports website, MiddlesexCountySports.com, HK coach Jeff Talbot inserted a flex player, Kat McQueenie, into the ninth spot in place of a designated player, Audrey Snyder, who had been hit on the hand and left the game in the fifth inning. So McQueenie reaches on a bunt. Cromwell notices, and they thought it, they knew it wasn't Snyder, and they thought Snyder should have been in the game. The ruling by the umpires was that Jeff Talbot should have been given a warning, and then that was be, be the end of it. But Cromwell thought it indicated otherwise. And after the umpires conferred, they called McQueenie out. HK didn't like that. They knew that they were, they thought that the, he, the warning should have just stuck and that should have been, been the end of it. HK appeals, Shoreline Conference upholds it, and they're going to restart the game. Uh, they're going to restart the game on Thursday. So that's an interesting, and I, and I guess, you know, everyone seems to be okay with it. They don't want to win that way. Cromwell coach Angela Morell told, uh, Jerry that he didn't want to win that way. So it wasn't, you know, that big a deal. So, so they still have the opportunity when they still have the lead, it'll be a short outing there. We'll see what happens. But what's interesting about that is I, I believe HK is going to be the, the top C because Cogginshog, which is in second place already lost to him four to nothing early in the season. So I don't think it's going to have that much bearing on it. North Brantford, obviously sitting there. They also lost to HK they did beat them again. I don't know which one's the the official game. It's kind of hard to figure out. But, you know, I don't know how much of an impact it will have in the seedings, but still an interesting thing to look out for there in the Shoreline on Thursday. So the Shoreline Conference playing games are Saturday, May 22nd at the higher seeds. You have the quarterfinals on Monday, then the semifinals Tuesday, and the championship game will be Thursday, May 27th at the time to be determined. Jumping over to the FCAC, you have Ludlow moving up to number four now. They're probably anxious to get their rematch with St. Joseph, but they have some ways to go. We have playdowns in the FCAC May 21st. That's this Friday. They start. Then Monday quarterfinals. And then we shift to Sacred Heart for the semifinals on Wednesday and the championship on Friday. I mean, obviously, Will, St. Joseph is the – favorite in that but you know based on Ludlow's 5-2 loss which was decided by a couple of home runs um that could be a a, a great matchup in the FCAC championship game if we get to that point for sure and uh in last the last week St. Joseph has looked a little more human you know when Ludlow played St. Joseph the ace of uh St. Joe's Lauren Wazikowski had her zero ERA they got the first earned run against her but, uh, you know, last week she let up a run against Wilton, Trumbull uh, three in a 4-3 win, and then Stanford another three in a 5-3 win. So they look more human than they have at any point this season. So, so I bet Ludlow's looking at its chops right now. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. But, you know, once you get to the postseason, it's hard to hard to bet against Coach Pabano's team. You know, I think maybe just the grind to get in there, is maybe getting to him. It's been hot out there. It's getting hotter. So we'll see. We'll have to see how that shakes out for him. But uh, definitely St. Joseph getting tested is uh, interesting and, uh, you know, maybe gives the other teams a little bit of hope. Moving over a bit to the SWCs, you mentioned Massac getting taken, uh, you know, getting taken to the limit by, uh, by, by Newtown, which has been playing better. Notre Dame won again. They're wrapping up. The SWC quarterfinals are set for the most part. 
we're just deciding on that number seven, six seeds, either New Milford or Barlow. But number eight is Brookfield. They're going to number one, Massac, Saturday at 11. You have either New Milford or Barlow at number two, Notre Dame Fairfield at noon. Then you have either New Milford or Barlow at number three, Newtown at three. And then number five, Pomperog versus number four, Immaculate at noon. Now, obviously, Massac is the favorite in that. But again, just like the FCAC, we're looking at maybe Newtown. Maybe we're looking at a Newtown possible Newtown Notre Dame semifinal should they win their first round games. And then the winner will most likely, I'm not trying to give everybody wins here, but most likely looking at the winner of that showdown facing Massick in the championship, which would be Wednesday at DeLuca Field in Stratford. The semifinals will be played Monday. Um, oh, what about, I mean, Newtown's been coming on a late. They've been playing great. Notre Dame Fairfield, that's going to be a great showdown between those two. For sure. I mean, Notre Dame, Fairfield, and Newtown are the teams that lost by one run to Massac. Of all of the games Massac's played, those are by far the closest to. And uh, I, I do believe here that Newtown also lost by one to Notre Dame, Fairfield twice. So of their five losses, two of them have been to Massac, and two of them have been to Notre Dame, Fairfield, and they've both been one-run games to Notre Dame, Fairfield. So that is going to be a highly competitive conference oh for those, those top few teams. Absolutely. Get your tickets now, as they said, for those, for that show down there. I mean, two one-run games, my goodness. Both Newtown and Notre Dame Fairfield games have been slugfests. You want to talk about Massic, them both losing one-run games. Uh, it was two-to-one Massic, Notre Dame Fairfield, obviously one-nothing Newtown. But then Newtown and Notre Dame Fairfield, 8-7 the first time at Newtown. And then in the second game on April 30th, 15-14 I mean, you know, again, these are teams with great pitches. What, what, what happened in those two games? Yeah, I don't know. It's not really explicable, and it's kind of funny because since the pitchers have really settled in for both teams, uh, that one really is an anomaly. An anomaly, if you look at, uh, you know, the schedule and who the whole season, the way they've played. Barlow plays Masic on Thursday to determine that final seed. I, it's, I think if Barlow wins, they will take the sixth seed. And if Massick wins, New Milford will get the sixth seed. So, I mean, Massick's the number one team in the state. Barlow's going to have to, you know, really up its game to get that, to take that final seed. But that is where we stand in the SWC. The SEC is a little bit tougher to figure out as far as their seeding goes. I mean, yeah, Cheshire is obviously in. They clinched the Hammond Asset Division. They're in there with East Haven. You have North Haven, which won the Housatonic Division. They're in. You have Amity winning the Oranoke division. They're in. And Mercy won the Quinnipiac division. They are also in. So those are the those are the teams that have clinched uh, a division title and an automatic playoff berth. I think there's might have been a few others, uh, a few others decided yet, but we'll we'll look to Al Carbone to get that all sorted out for us in the SEC. But obviously Cheshire, a favorite there. But, you know, obviously Amity, Mercy's been playing well, even though they lost to East Haven. East Haven's been playing great. And then, as, as Christine Druss said last week, you know, keep an eye on North Haven, too. They haven't been as great as those teams, but, you know, they have they were in the final two years ago with Lauren Card. And, uh, you know, I would not count them uh, out at all by any stretch. The SEC quarterfinals begin Monday, May 24th. They move on with semifinals on Tuesday, May 25th, and then Thursday, May 27th, for the championship game at Beyondy Field in West Haven. Moving over to the NVL, we'll get to uh, 
Woodland coach Lauren Luddy to talk about that in a bit. But the softball quarterfinals begin Saturday, May 22nd. You go Monday, May 24th at Seymour for the semifinals. And the championship is again at Naugatuck on May 26th. The top teams in the NVL tournament seem to be set right now. You have Woodland at 17-0, Wilkit 15-3, Oxford 14-3, Naugatuck 13-3, Seymour 13-4, Holy Cross 10-6, and, and Torrington 10-6, and, and Watertown at 11-8. Those are the top eight teams right now. I guess it just all comes down to seeding. Their regular season ends very quickly. I guess the CCC is holding a tournament this year. We don't have a schedule for the CCC yet, but according to Glastonbury Softball, they will be playing it, so we'll have to get that to you as soon as possible. Then out in the ECC, which begins Monday, May 24th, they go to the semifinals, Tuesday, May 25th, and they go Wednesday, May 26th at Grizzle for the championship. So they go back to back to back to back in the ECC. Waterford, obviously, is your uh, favorite there. So that should be uh, another fascinating one. You got uh, Griswold right behind him at 14-1 and one on a six-game six winning streak, and then Led, Ledyard 11-1 also on a six-game winning streak. And what it's going to make this week so great is Griswold is playing Ledyard on Friday, and then Griswold's playing Waterford on Saturday. And they haven't played each other. Waterford hasn't even really been tested. So now these top three teams are going to start playing each other. And Waterford goes to Ledger next Wednesday. The top seed will be determined within the next week. Right. Okay. We'll have to go check the ECC on that. You know, like I said before, it's been really kind of tough figuring out which of these, some of these, how these, some of these leagues are doing it with COVID and the late start and quarantines and postponements here and there. Um, there have been official games, not official league games and all this kind of stuff. And it's not as easy to, to follow up on what's been going on in all these. So what of these leagues, Will, are you really excited to see? Or what, what's a top tournament? Uh, what are the top tournaments you think people should go see? In my opinion, I think the number one for competitiveness is just going to be the NBL. They, uh, it, it's, they're all so good. They all keep beating each other. It's all really close games to it and so many aces it's really a special conference the shoreline is also very similar you got a bunch of teams tied right behind hk and they've also keep beating each other um so those those are the probably the two most competitive i do really am rooting for a little another massive notre dame fairfield matchup those two pitchers going to head to head was really awesome to watch um and then also same thing with saint joseph and ludlow it's just when you get those two teams that really meet each other it's uh it's special and then before you know, we'll be sitting there looking at state playoff pairings this time next week or almost this time next week, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll have to have a, a whole big show for that. Let's get through this conference tournament uh, first. And speaking of the NBL, let's go to our guest, Lauren Luddy from Woodland. Joining us on the show is, of course, the head, the only softball coach Woodland has ever had. She's been there since the, she's one of the lo- longest tenured softball coaches since the school opened. She knows everything about the Hawks, and they're having an amazing season. 17-0 going into their game against Oxford today. They uh, they beat Seymour for a second time uh, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, uh, and they're just having a, an amazing season right now. They're the tops. Right now they're, they're scheduled to be the top seed in Class M and in the NBL tournament. It's uh, Lauren Luddy, of course, the Woodland Hawks coach. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. What a great season your girls are. Yeah, it's been it's been a great time. It's been a lot of fun and a lot of energy. You know, you, you, everyone lost that season, and uh, I don't know what you knew you had coming back from the previous uh, the nineteen team, but uh, did you kind of ha- have any expectation that you guys were in for something special here? 
Um, I knew that we were going to be, yes, definitely in for something special. I knew that we were going to have a good year. Um, this good, you know, you never know. Um, but we were fortunate enough that we actually didn't have any seniors scheduled to play last year. Um, so I got to have everybody from that year um, back again. And um, May Dawes and Emily Byer were already the captains as juniors. So oh, wow. I, my captains were able to stay. Um, which was huge because to have constant leadership, even in a lost year, uh, made a big difference. I mean, was there a certain game that, uh, you know, you, you beat Oxford pretty early, 10 to 8, um, you know, you beat Naugatuck, uh, but was it that Seymour game when you when your pitcher struck, struck out 19, uh, 19 Seymour batter, which, you know, you know how good Seymour is, and they've been the gold standard in the NBL for so long, and the state. Is that when you kind of realize, like, wow, you know, we might be really good? Yeah, I, you know, I knew that they were talented hitters. Um, for the very first time, I went and got a batting helmet to wear in the cage pitching to them. <laughs> um, I knew that we were going to hit, um, but how just tough and game focused they were uh, really came through first in the Wolke game, because that was a close game. They came back, they had the tying run on in, in the last inning there. All right, 8-5, uh, second game of the year, right? Okay. Yeah, they had the, they had the tying run at the plate. Um and so that game definitely Oxford when they came back and we held on um, and then definitely the Seymour game, just the energy showed shown and how um, Sam just fed off like the fever of the place um, kind of cinched that they were, they were focused, they were motivated, they were ready. Yeah. That's a tough place to play on the road too. You know, all those fans show up and, you know, tell me about, you know, it's been a competitive league this year, but the, you know, just tell us a little bit about your girls. Like who's really standing out for them. And there are a lot of them, but yeah. uh, you know, give me, I just give me the rundown. Like who's been really leading the the Hawks this year. Uh, well, May Dawes and Emily Byer are the captains. Emily and May are, are great leaders. Um, May, um, I'm sure you read about her in the paper. She leads off the games. She gets on. She gets line drives off the first pitch. Um, I mean, even even yesterday, she, it was 0-2. And, um, and there was a ball. And, you know, 0-2, two, two called strikes. And one pitch goes by. Next pitch, boom, on second base, first at bat against Seymour. She always kind of sets the tone um, with her energy and her work ethic. Um, and Emily Beyer, um huge leader as a sophomore um she you know filled in a bunch of different positions she saw that we needed a third baseman she took the off season to become a fantastic third baseman like that wasn't her position but wow. she saw that that was our hole she filled it she did it she worked like crazy um you know i, I have that group of girls that grew up together uh playing with valley fusion since they were kids so a uh -huh. lot of these girls just they loved softball since they were like five um, they learned to hit early, um, Bella Kramer, my center fielder and Kylie Belinsky and Riley Kane, who also pitches. She's also six and oh, um, you know, finishing Noggy in a close game. Um, they're just hitting Cassidy Doran, um, Chelsea Donovan's with them filling in right field. She's made some big catches, um, towards the end of the game. Um, Brianna Thurston, my freshman came in and hit a home run in the, in the Seymour game. Um, Rory, Rory Nolan was a catcher, um, but with Kylie behind the plate, you know, she doesn't get a lot of catching time. So she decided, sophomore year, I'm going to be a great outfielder. So she filled in the outfield spot. I mean, they, 
they love to play softball. They learn the fundamentals early and they love to hit. Like they would, if I took them out there right now, they would hit for five hours before the game. Like they just. (laughs) It sounds like a group that's really selfless, I guess, and focused and just really, they just want to be great for each other. I mean, they just, that's what it's, I mean, it sounds like the, a coach's dream, is it? I mean, I don't, right? You know, it is because, and I was thinking against Seymour yesterday, um, and in a couple of the games, you know, it's a close game, and I got the bottom of the order coming up. Like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, my bottom of the order scores all the time. You know, and I and I can imagine as an opposing coach, you're like, it's a seventh batter, and it's Cassidy Doran. Like, she just jacked it over the fence. <laughs> right. um, so, I mean, they all love to hit. They, they adjust to the different pitchers. Um, we struggled a little bit with certain pitches from teams early on. Um, you know what they work on fixing it. Um, they've had a, a great hitting coach in um, Pete Calandro for a long time. They're not all together now, but um, through their youth, he was their, you know, their pitching coach. He'll still come and throw batting for me um, as an assistant. So they're just aggressive. They hit it hard. It's scary to pitch to him in the cage, honestly. I, oh, get, I, I can show you all the clues. I can't imagine. Coach, you know, you've, you've been in the Valley for years. And what is it about the Valley and the softball? I mean, baseball is big there. But, you know, they, they the Valley just loved its softball. I mean, and you come from an area where, you know, Seymour was so dominant for so long. But it was, like, you know, it had a lot of kids from different areas. You d- divide it up. You have Oxford branching off first Woodland. Then you had Oxford. But yet still these teams have been just great. I mean, the lower Valley teams have just been great over the years. You know, what do you attribute that to? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, the opportunities when they're kids um, in my first couple of years at Woodland, um, there had been a travel team from Beacon Falls, um, but we decided that we should combine the two towns and they created Valley Fusion. Seymour has their travel teams. Like the opportunities for these kids to play at a good level in the Valley when they're young, there's, they have the opportunity and they have fun tournaments like all these towns, Oxford, Seymour, um, not as much in Stony and Derby anymore, but Prospect, Beacon Falls, uh, Cheshire too. Um, they have fun tournaments in the summer. So these, these kids have played and they've had fun and like good instruction their whole lives because the Valley's given them that opportunity. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, and obviously Wolkett great. Too. I mean, Wolkett and Watertown, I mean, they've yeah. been involved. Well, well, tell me, tell me. All right. So you have an NVLs coming up. Um, you know, you got Oxford. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but you know, That's you're, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, team. it was 10, eight last time at their place. You got them at yours. Um, you know, and, you know, and a handful of those girls grew up with my kids too. So sometimes it's hard to play against your, your former teammates, you know, and your friends. Right. Yeah. Especially. I mean, uh, so yeah, there's just so much, I mean, yeah, it, everyone knows each other in the Valley and they're so close knit all the communities, everyone, you know, as you, you mentioned. So, but tell me about the leagues this year. It's so strong. Um, you know, you have it's the MVLs. Yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, Woodland, Oxford and Seymour, we're all in the same division. <laughs> you yeah. know, we play each other twice. Um, we play each other a lot. I think there's one year we played Seymour four times. Oh my goodness. Uh, we had twice in the regular season, once in the MVLs, and then again we faced it with the states. It was like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that's going to happen again, right, Coach? It could. It most certainly could. And then over with Wolkett, Watertown, Noggy, like they've been splitting games too. Torrington, 
um, all playing each other. Um, there's been a lot of good competitive games. Have you? Uh, a game with something last night. <laughs> oh yeah, which one was that? That was a uh, Nagi uh, Wolkett. Uh, I think Wolkett beat him pretty good the first time, but then Nagi came back in the bottom of sixth and beat him four two yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so uh, what do you kind of expect? Uh, you know, you guys have been kind of having your way with – not having your way, but you guys have won the games you need to win here. You, you beat them. But they're all going to be, you know, amping it up, especially, you know, Seymour. You know, obviously you talk about Wilkit. Uh, it's going to be – it looks like it's just going to be an amazing tournament coming up uh, next I week. Do. I anticipate very competitive, good games. I mean, every team is better than the first time, you know, we played them. They played each other. Um you know, we got to keep hitting. We got to keep hitting and we have to play solid defense. Uh, one thing about having Riley Kane and Sam Sosnovich is there's a lot of games where our defense doesn't get a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's something we got to do. We try and get done, you know, in practice and whenever we can is making sure that we can, you know, lock it down. <laughs> right. It's a good problem to have. I mean, I remember when. It, uh, is, a good, it uh, is a good problem yeah. to have. That's true. I, I remember that that was the case with uh, Rachel Fico and Masic. They're, they're, they're oh, outfielder. Yeah. They never had any work in the outfield. Then they moved the mound back, and that kind of opened things up a bit. But, you know, as I you mentioned. We, we scrimmaged them. A couple of my players were just sitting in the dugout with, sh like, shock on their faces. Yeah, I know. She was a special talent and uh, really, really boosted profile in softball here. But, um, yeah, so uh, – you get, so you got this great tournament, I mean, uh, uh, coming up in, in the NVL. Have you ever won the NVL tournament? Uh, we won the NVLs in 2010, I think. We won okay. the tournament. We had uh, Katie Alferi back then. She uh, had appendicitis and a week later pitched the winning game and hit the winning hit over the fence. So you're looking for probably your first one in 10 years, though. That, that must yeah. be yeah, – obviously, that's a really exciting – it's been too long, yeah. Um, but it looks like you have a great group to do it. And then you got to go turn right around and seeing all these same teams in Class M. Class M is, is jam-packed. Yeah, and it's not I, – I, we talked about it last week. It's not just – like you said, not I, I called it the NBL Invitational, but then I looked at it again, and you got a lot of these good, you know – by the airport, you got like <laughs> – Yeah, Grandin <laughs> Memorial. You got Griswold, which is always there. HK Ellington's great. up there too, right? Ellington's yep. up there. Um, it's gonna be so. I mean, you guys got all your work cut out for you, but uh, Absolutely. you know, just uh, you know, what do you expect there? Where you know what, uh, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, what teams do you think you might end up seeing? Well, <laughs> you know, you don't want to look too far down the road, um, but you know, I know at some point we are because they're good and talented i mean we're gonna see oxford today we i mean today today's a big day like the girls are ready they're gonna be ready it's gonna be a tough game um we're gonna have to have 100 act together today and then even after today regards results we'll probably play them again at yeah. some point in the tournament we'll play seymour again in a tournament um you know and we hope to move along and play you know like a granby or a, you know those teams that are right. ranked high up there um i saw they were playing today i was like oh i can go watch them after my game but i was like no i can't i, I it's gonna take me an hour to get there <laughs> right it's tough this time of year you got especially in the in these uh in these tournaments where the teams are scattered i mean good luck going to griswold coach and go watch them you have to kind of get them when they place have you been there 
Yeah. Well, in the state tournament, we've been to Suffield, we've been to Ellington, we've been, we, we've had some some nice, lovely bus trips. You know, as far as the rest of the NBL, I mean, who, who you know, who, who's been playing great in the, in the rest of the league? You know, who are you guys looking out for? Uh, um, you know, who, who's been really tough against you? Um, you know, Nagy had some very strong innings against us, and they they are improving every game. Um, you know, they're very they're a little bit up and down, but they've had some innings where I look at them and I say, "Whoa, um, we'll get to what we came back against us. They were fired up. Um, they did uh, Torrington. Their pitchers improve every game too. They got two pitchers, and I know their coach has been training them. Um, so you know, every game Torrington's improving. Um, Watertown was up on us to like wow. the fifth inning, I think. Um, you know, so all these teams are are fighting. You know. So you're a Spanish coach, and I'm reading the story in the Citizen News of Naugatuck, uh, written by my my boy Kyle Brennan. Shout out Kyle. And it, and in it, he's sitting there. He's, so you're Spanish. You you like to bring a lot of the Spanish jargon into, or not jargon, the Spanish words into the into practices and games. Uh, can you tell me a little about, about bit about that? Uh, well, I spend most of my day in school speaking Spanish, <laughs> um, and I teach the advanced placement class. I teach the AP class and um, some mm. honors classes um, mostly. So I'm speaking Spanish most of the day. So it kind of just comes out. Yeah. You know, like so the girls respond like rapido, rapidito is a little bit more effective than just go faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Any of your girls in your class? Uh, some of them this year, no, but I've, I had, I've had Kylie and Rory and, um, right. Like I've had a lot of the kids, um, in class. I had had Emily, like a lot of the kids in the class through the years and they're good students. Like my team, it's a team of honor roll kids too. Yeah. Um, so, which also helps on the field when you're smart. Any, uh, anyone going to, anyone looking at good colleges, uh, down the road or what, as far as your seniors? Uh, yeah, May and Emily, um, have already decided to play in college. Um, May's going to play at Stonehill um, mm. and Emily at St. Joseph's. Mm. Uh, and then I'm sure this entire group of juniors um, is going to be playing somewhere. Um, I know one of my players uh, is looking at Colgate, my alma mater, where I played. Oh, nice. Um, which currently has some uh, Seymour players on it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so one of them's looking at, at my alma mater, Colgate, where a bunch of the Seymour girls have gone in the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll all be playing somewhere. I mean, they they love the game and, you know, their parents and the whole Valley Fusion and they've separated now, but um, they've just they've really they've gotten to go to fun tournaments. Um, our booster club helped us go play in that Disney World tournament when they were sophomores. We spent April break. And that was big, too, because that was kind of a bringing the existing kids together with that group of kids. Um, so they've just they've, they've had a good time with it, um, which which makes a big difference. Coach, you've, you've been there for a long time, but you almost, you know, you were kind of reluctant to leave Naugatuck, right? When you were you're teaching and coach, coaching there. And I guess your dad was like, this new school's open up. Uh, why don't you put your name in there? 20 That's years true. ago. And, and he had, uh, to, he had to, like I said, I like Naugatuck. I'm happy. I love my team. I got a good teaching job. He said, how could you give up the opportunity to build your own school, build your own program? I'm like, but, uh, but he like, he made me apply. And it was like the best thing ever. And, uh, you know, he was a sports dad. So you can imagine with me being an athlete, you know, listening to my dad sometimes, you know, um, but he was right. I mean, it was fantastic. And you know, Arnold Frank, like, yep. you know, 
we wrote the school's mission statement. Like who, who works in a school where you wrote the rules and the mission statement and the college expectations. And you're the only one that's ever taught this course the entire time, you know, the school's open. Um, so it was, it was kind of, it was fantastic. It was a good decision. If anyone has never been to Woodland, I suggest you go there because it's a beautiful school. I can't believe it's been open 20 years now. I mean, when I first started, it was just opening. And, uh, but it's a beautiful school right on top of the hill. It's like, it looks down on the valley, uh, right off a uh, uh, rock rim and road. Gorgeous. I mean, the views up there are just absolutely beautiful. And you guys have a beautiful field. Um, it's just a great place. And can you believe though, that you, you would have been there 20 years now? I mean, it's just amazing. And it, it is hard to believe. And I forget it sometimes that eventually they, they age me. <laughs> um, or like an umpire brings up, like, I remember when I, you know, you were pitching in high school and yeah, I know I stopped pitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't feel like it's been 20 years, but then uh, sometimes it, it comes back. And there's been so many great kids through the years. And actually uh, my assistant coach this year, Samantha Lee, um, pitched at Woodland um, wow. a number of years ago. So it's great to have her back too with the, uh, the Woodland heart. <laughs> Yeah, and she, uh, your your program very quickly early on. You you get to a semifinal, then you get to a final. You lose to Hellray both times, but you know haven't been back yet. But I mean, you guys have been right there. But uh, wh what would it mean to maybe make a run, make another run at this? You certainly have a good team to do it. Let's jump ahead a bit. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, coach. I I know, but you know, <laughs> you're looking at the schedule. I know there's so much that can happen, but you know. You got to start thinking like, yeah, if uh, you got to believe, right? I do. I do believe. And, and this group of players, they are focused. They are goal focused. Um, you know, they know what they want. Uh, they want to get there. Um, they work towards it. Um, some of them have had some experience um, in volleyball in uh, state tournament games. Um, mm -hmm. So they've had that kind of pressure um, before. But yeah, we're hoping we're looking ahead. Uh Tentatively, um, you know, we're looking first at today. So today's number one. Today, today's number one, and then uh, MVL tournament, and go on from there. And yeah, batting practice in the cage is also. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I have, yeah, we have uh, Coach Pete Calandro in there today. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good. You, you give your arms <laughs> maybe, a rest. Maybe, and... maybe today, yeah. Yeah, so getting peppered is 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 no fun. I uh, hope you have good netting there, some good, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it sounds like they've just been a great team and a wonder, a dream to coach. And uh, you absolutely. Know, and uh, you know, regardless of what happens going forward, you know, right now, putting yourself in the position um, to you know maybe do something Willens hasn't done for for you know for some years now uh, is a is a good spot for for a group, uh, you know, and. Uh, it's, you guys have had a wonderful season so far. We're really anxious to see you against Oxford. I mean, you know, you know, the NVL every single time they bring it and then the fans start, you know, as the games start getting up, they, they, the fans are, are just rabid. They love it. They love the softball in the Valley. Yesterday and it was packed. Yeah. There's something about Valley softball coach. I mean, you know, something about side Valley softball over the years. And uh, it's certainly special and, and it's fun to, it's fun to watch those games. Um, so listen, you guys have an amazing season. Thank you very much for joining us here. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to see you guys down the road. Then as the things ramp up, we'll see where, where it takes you. Thank you very much. Hopefully you can have us on again in a couple of weeks. 
Oh, yeah. No, uh, we, we would love to have you. It sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun there. But thank you very much, Coach. We appreciate it. Great. Give us a little time thank here. You. All right, Coach. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So, well, that was Lauren Luddy of Woodland. I mean, like, listen, that uh, sounds, like I said on, when we interviewed her, that sounds like a dream team to uh, to coach because, you know, they're all kind of about each other and they're all, make, they're all adjusting their roles so they all get to play and they all get to contribute some way players uh, deciding to switch positions just so they can stay on the field. And, you know, it's just a great story up there uh, right now and in a really competitive league. And, you know, uh, I mean, what, what's, what's not to like about Woodland Light right now? Yeah. I mean, they're clicking on all cylinders and I'm really excited to see them play Oxford later today. Um, just, you know, she was talking about uh, Lauren Luddy was talking about the offense and how they love hitting. They have a 498 team batting average right now. They're getting on base 55% of the time and outscoring opponents 251 to 30 with Susan Sosnovich and Riley Kane starting. Uh, Sosnovich has this 0.63 ERA with 98 Ks and 44 innings. She's 8-0, while Kane is 6-0 with a 1.26 ERA, 65 Ks and 44 innings. So they throw them both out there. They both throw up zeros, and then they have the offense that just bashes the ball. Yeah. No, they certainly uh, have been great. And, uh, you know, if they, you know, wrap up this regular season undefeated, you know, the pressure's on to win that first league championship in at least 10 years. And then they haven't been to the state final. I mean, not to put too much pressure on them, but uh, they haven't been to the state final since uh, 2004. So really, that's a competitive league, and that's a competitive uh, state playoff division. So we'll look out for that. So, well, we'll call that a podcast. Um, You know, lots going on. As always, uh, we thank Lauren Luddy for joining us and giving her some thoughts on her team. It's conference tournament season, and we're really excited about that. I can't wait to get out there and see some games. So for Will Aldam, I'm Sean Patrick Bowley. We'll see you next week with, with breaking down the conference championships, the ones that have been done, and then taking a look toward the upcoming state playoffs, the first two years for both of these. I mean, we're back. Everything's good. Get out there and see some softball games. We'll see you next week.